What's up, everybody? This is DL, and this is NNX Supervillains Podcast Special Report. Candace Owen. Who the fuck is she, and what the fuck does she want? <laughs> Joining me on this ride is my man, uh, and that villain number three, uh, my man Big High Boogie. What's poppin', baby? Uh, not much. Just excited about the new Star Wars trailer. You are? Yeah. I'm not. You know, you know what did it for me? I gotta be honest. Like I, I like the rest of it. Don't get me wrong. But when I saw Lando, that was that was it for me. You know, seeing Lando behind the the, the uh, in the cockpit of the Falcon was great. Uh, Ray versus the Tie Fighter. Yeah, was great. Nothing else got to me when I saw Finn and Poe. I just remembered all the bullshit they did the, the last episode. I'm like, you two motherfuckers got a bunch of people killed. Yeah, I, I blame Brian Johnson for that, though. Yeah, you, you do not deserve leadership spots in the Resistance. I view, I view the Star Wars Resistance much as the way I view the Trump Resistance. Yeah, Ooh. it was a good start, but oh boy. That's, a, that's actually a good, that's an apt comparison considering what happened in the last movie and what's happening now. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> in my complicated relationship with Antifa, like I support them, I just don't like their mask. <laughs> no, but then again, if they don't have the mask, they can go to jail. But then I learned more about Patriot Prayer and their conflict with them and the Proud Boys, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Antifa is totally necessary. <sighs> But that's not the point of this conversation, although it is slightly the point of this conversation, uh, because we're going to discuss Candace Owen, a figure who over the last, say, six months to a year has kept popping up in the news. And all we really know about her is she is a prominent black Republican. You you know anything else about her other than her comments? Um, I know that she actually received... Racial racial death threats when she was in high school. Yep. All right, uh, and I will get into that in detail. Uh, Candace Owen was born in 1985 in Stamford, Connecticut. For reference, Ronald Reagan was president and allowing the AIDS epidemic to kill tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, Stick was starring Burt Reynolds and Candace Bergen was the number one movie for one week sandwich between two other popular movies. I believe one was, um, Back to the Future. Oh, wow. And We Are the World by USA for Africa was the number one song going back to Reagan's letting the AIDS epidemic shit on people. Uh, she was raised by her grandparents after her parents' divorce. And in 2007, during her senior year at Stanford High School, began receiving racist phone calls that were traced to a car where the 14-year-old son of the then-mayor, Daniel Malloy, uh, was located. He was not the person, it wasn't stated that he was the person making the calls, but he was there at the time of the making. Also, on a side note, Daniel Malloy, Democrat, also became governor of Connecticut from 2011 to 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. It gets a little weirder. 
Owen's family sued the Stanford Board of Education in federal court, alleging that the city did not protect her, which resulted in a $37,500 settlement. All right, not bad, but the NAACP was upset because he was suspended, but no further actions were taken by the Board of Education near the city to protect her. Right. Because uh, the person who did make the threat, uh, Evan Kopech, was 18 years old. And they had initially got into a altercation, a shouting match in their hallways in which Kopech was suspended. But, you know, they felt more needed to be done than a suspension because apparently it must have shit shit must have got bad uh owens left school for six weeks saying that it was traumatic to attend uh with the alleged callers uh she returned after kopeck was arrested for the calls and another team was arrested that spring um the mayor's son was ultimately arrested as well but his name was not released because he was 14 years old at the time. <clears throat> wild, ain't it? It's and it's dude, wild, especially knowing how she is now. Yeah. Um, after high school, Owens was pursuing an undergraduate graduate degree. I'm not doing any editing, so any mumble mouth shit I do, I'm putting theme music at the beginning and the end. That's it. Yeah, no... It's... This, this is a special report, not a real episode. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was pursuing an undergraduate degree in journalism at the University of Rhode Island, but left school after her junior year. Afterwards, she worked for Vogue magazine. I could not see anything that she did for Vogue magazine. I, could, I, I wanted to see if she was a writer or something, any kind of position, but I couldn't find anything. But in 2012... She took a job as an administrative assistant for a private equity firm. Hmm. So, yeah, that's a pretty interesting uh, series of events. And f- which kind of j- just remember what all just happened as we go deeper into the story of Miss Owen. In 2015, Owens was the CEO of a website called Degree 180, a marketing agency that offered consultation, production, and planning of services. The website included a blog, which frequently posted anti-conservative, anti-Trump content, including mockery of the president's penis size, the then candidate, now president's penis size. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of went. Yeah. Kind of bullying there, huh? In a 2015 columns, Owens wrote on the site she criticized conser- conservative Republicans, writing about the batshit crazy antics of the Republican Tea Party, adding, The good news is they will all eventually die off peacefully in their sleep, I hope. And then we can write the obvious social, we can write on with the obvious social change that needs to happen. We can get right on with the obvious social change that needs to happen. Sorry, I, I it's Saturday morning, so I've had my Templeton ride with my coffee. It's just what I do. It will probably be the only booze I have this whole weekend, which is kind of sad and hurts my feelings. <laughs> what happened to my social life? When BuzzFeed... <laughs> 
<laughs> News in, in May of 2018 reported on the anti-Trump content of Degree 180. Owens described the BuzzFeed reporter as a despicable creature. <laughs> what? So, you know, yeah, so that's how she responds to people saying, hey, you said this. And said Buzz, that BuzzFeed had threatened the former writers of Degree 180, which they des- they denied. Why would they need to threaten? Threaten, threaten with what? I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> afterwards, in 2016, Owens launched socialautopsy.com, a website she said would expose bullies on the internet by tracking their digital footprints. The proposed site would have solicited users to take screenshots of the offensive posts and send them to the website where they would be categorized by username. What? She used uh, she used the crowdfunding site Kickstarter to fund it. Sounds kind of shady, doesn't it? Yeah, that that doesn't sound legal. Now, people on both sides of the bullying debate were not on board. What you doing? Sorry. <laughs> All right. People on both sides of the de- bullying debate were not on board with what's essentially doxing and retaliatory harassment for a fee. Right. Yeah. So, of course, being the internet, the internet responded by doxing Owens. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> the internet is a special creature. It's ultimately society with some power and a lot of anonymity. Hmm. It's like, yeah, let's let's see how you like this. You want to set up this website? Let's let's see what would happen if you were on it. Yep. With no proof to the claim, she blamed the progressives involved in GamerGate for doxing her. Mm, why would they be concerned with her? Uh, I don't know. Let's see if maybe we can get a theory. If you don't know about Gamergate, you're lucky. But Gamergate is the controversy stemmed from the harassment campaign conducted primarily through the use of the hashtag Gamergate. The controversy centered on issues of sexism and progressivism in video game culture with uh, game developers Zoe Quinn and Brianna Wu and media critic Anna Sarkeesian as the primary targets. Gamergate is used as a blanket term for the controversy as well as for the harassment campaign and actions of those who participated in this. After this, she earned the support of of the After this, she earned the support of conservatives involved in the Gamergate controversy, including right-wing political commentators and Trump supporters, including Milo Yiannopoulos, a British polemicist, political commentator, public speaker, writer, and pedophile apologist. That's what eventually bought down Milo. Yeah. And generally just a creep. Generally just a creepy bastard. Uh, also, Mike Cervinovich, 
Cernovich. Yeah, that's it. Cernovich. An American social media personality, writer, and conspiracy theorist who has been a frequent guest on InfoWars and has pushed the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. And whom the Southern Poverty Law Center has identified as a male supremacist. Ah. Did not know that was a category, but I guess I should have known. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just call him misogynist? Maybe it's that means that will more of it just means his, he ide- ideologically believes that men are better or women are inferior. But as a male supremacist, you would actually go out and push to keep women below men. Gotcha. So it, it's misogyny with activism, right? <laughs> or I'm talking out of my ass. One of the two. That that sounds uh, that sounds accurate. So, yeah, by blaming the other end of Gamergate, she gained the uh, respect and support of those assholes. So. <laughs> so that that explains to me why she she seems to have all this support, even though everything she says is just idiotic. Like even putting aside like the the racist nonsense that she says, nothing that comes out of her mouth makes any sense. Yeah, because it comes, and it's backed by those assholes. I think when she, I think she realized being that Milo had book deals and uh, Sinovich was all over the place on media that it was more lucrative to be on the other side yeah um kickstarter suspended the funding for social autopsy and the website was never created after this owens became a conservative note this is from 2015 to 2017 she changed ideology hard doesn't doesn't shock me she says, quote, I became a conservative overnight, practically literally. I realized that liberals were actually the racists. Liberals were actually the trolls. Social autopsy is why I'm a conservative. So she was not able to build and make money off her doxing site from bullying. So she joined the bullies. But she's making money. If you think about it, how did she make a lot of money in high school? She was bullied. Mm-hmm. She tried to make a profit off bullying, realized that was not going to happen. So she joined the bullies. Because, yeah. She doesn't realize what she was doing was wrong, but she was out for money and self. And it... it it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't shock me that she someone was saying that she might be angling for a job in the Trump administration that wouldn't surprise me either because it's all about money. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is what's really worse is she's doing it under the guise of helping people. I want to help people from being bullies, yet you want them to pay you to dox people. And and, and and when you weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> and you actually 
tried to say that Hitler was okay. Okay, why are you jumping ahead? Sorry. <laughs> Which, I, two... I don't mm-hmm. care what kind of analogy you're trying to make. Like, even if it's like, you clearly realize that Hitler was bad, but you're making some commentary, because sometimes people do that. It's like, oh, well, this person is nice to say, well, Hitler liked animals. It's like, yeah, don't make that analogy. Don't don't mm-hmm. go there. Don't don't go to the Hitler analogies, because that's not good. Nobody likes <clears throat> those. No. By 2017, Owens had become known in conservative circles for her pro-Trump commentary and criticizing liberal liberal rhetoric regarding structural racism, systemic inequality, and identity politics. All politics are identity politics, but that's okay. Yeah. And in 2017, she had a pretty busy year in 2017. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) She began posting political-themed videos on YouTube. She launched Red Pill Black, a website and YouTube channel that promotes black conservatism in the United States, or as we like to call it, so Sellout Central. What What is with conservatives in the Matrix, too? What What is that about? Do they not understand what that... Never mind. They don't, they don't understand. Have you ever seen a funny conservative meme? No. All right. In late November of 2017, at a MAGA rally at an expo in Rockford, Illinois, Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk announced her appointment as the organization's director of urban engagement. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's just always, okay, she's black, right? Okay, urban engagement, because she could talk to black people, right? Yeah, you, 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 you need a black person, right? Okay. Funny that you said that. Let's get into a little bit about Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA. I got most of this information off Wikipedia and the articles referenced on the Wikipedia page. And I end up learning way too much about Candace Owen and all the organizations she's connected with and the organizations they are connected with. But... Um, Turning Point USA is a conservative, quote, (coughs) non-for-profit founded by the then 18-year-old Charlie Kirk to engage and support young conservative shitbags, I mean college students. The non-for-profit Turning Point USA revenues were 78, almost $79,000 in 2012. Uh... 443,000 in 2000, 2013, 2,000,000 million in 2014, damn, 4,000,000 in 2015, what? And over 8,000,000 in 2016. Shit, I'm going to start my own conservative website. Get some money. <laughs> That's Get some what... money from these assholes. Would you like to know some of the money uh some of the people you could get the money from? Oh boy. Probably not, but go ahead. In addition to seed money from billionaire Foster Freeze, the Family Foundation of Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner donated 100000 to Turning Point in 2014. Other investors include Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus. Damn. Well, his foundation. Richard and Helen DeVos Foundation, named after the in-laws of the current Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. Damn. 
Illinois-based finance and waste management executive, Peter Hazinga. You can find these people because a lot of them are in Illinois. Chicago jeweler and TPUSA advisor, Mike Miller of the MJ Miller and, and Company Jewelry Store. You've seen their stores down in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. downtown, yeah. The National Rifle Association. Of course. And the Heritage Foundation, whose 1981 Mandate for Leadership report influenced nearly everything Ronald Reagan did in his policies during the Cold War and the Star Wars Missile Defense System. I knew Heritage, uh, the Heritage Foundation was bad, but as I was researching Candace Owen, I was also reading more into it organizations she's connected with and the organizations they're connected with and oh my fucking god the heritage foundation is so awful <laughs> man i mean they're the ones that helped reagan get into office and part of the reason why he ignored the AIDS crisis because he was playing towards people who weren't pro-gay but the heritage foundation big thing was making money because conservative yada 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 oh. squeezing me but let's get back to Turning Point USA, who now employs uh, Ms. Owens. They're a pro-military, pro-police, anti-feminist, and anti-Muslim organization. It supports the NRA, the use of fossil fuels, and opposes black activists such as Black Lives Matter. Basically, anything anti-white male imperial supremacy Supremacy is totally Turning Point USA's jam. They're all in on it. Got it. Yeah. Keep America white male. I tried to make a MAGA joke, but I'm just I'm just exasperated. And I'm out of my whiskey and coffee. And all I got is water. And this is some bullshit. Since 2016, Turning Point USA has maintained a professor watch list. What the fuck? Have you, which is a list of college professors that it alleges discriminate against conservative students and advances left-wing propaganda in their classrooms. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that it's because conservative students are dumb as shit. And that's, well, that's why they feel like they're being discriminated against because they're stupid. Well, what they believe isn't always facts. You know, their belief that the housing crisis happened because black people weren't paying their bills when re- what it really was was be- due to predatory lending uh, practices that oh, eventually busted oh, the I, bubble. I know they're they're all they're they're one percent apologists. Yeah. I mean, it it still kills me. It still blows my fucking mind when they say, no, it's because black people were buying houses and not paying their rent. I'm like, at that time, we were 13% of the U.S. population. Let's say half were in the house buying age. So that's, okay, let's round up 7%. Let's say half of them had good credit and half of them bought houses. You're saying that the system is so fucking fragile that 2.3 of the U.S. population broke it. Exactly. And the, the majority of the stories that I heard about the, the housing crash were middle-aged white people. 
Yeah, it, it was. They were the victims. They were the ones losing their homes. And those because are, we have to remember, they don't lend to black people. And a lot of those middle-aged black people, I can guarantee you, probably voted for Trump. Middle-aged black people? I mean, sorry, middle-aged white people. Apologies. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. They don't see. They get their news from Fox News, so they don't see data. It's like your ass was living out of your car because of the predatory lending practices and you voted for someone that is quite possibly the prime example of predatory capitalism. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Never mind, Obama did let a bunch of them off, but I'm not going to get into all that. Yeah. Going back to the whole thing. <clears throat> The website that houses the watch list has been criticized and professors on the list report that they have been targeted with threats of violence. It's funny, Candace Owen finally got with an organization that let her dox people. Maybe that's why she's so happy. I mean, maybe that was her big goal in life. The organization has also attempted to influence student governments elections in an effort to combat liberalism in college and university campuses. This is why uh, Turning Point USA used to promote tours by Milo Yiannopoulos and ran all those other fucking dickheads. The thing is, colleges will pay these people to come and speak in the name of free speech and debate. And I'm like, no, don't give them fuckers a platform. They were the only ones still giving them... Pla- they are the only ones still giving the right-wing lunatics platforms like this. <sighs> All right. So, remember how uh, Candace Owen was uh, named <laughs> Turning Point USA's urban outreach person? Right. In December 2017... Former employees of the organization accused it of engaging in racist practices. Oh, big shock. In December of 2017, the New Yorker published an article by Jane Mayer showcasing interviews with former minority members of the organization. Former staff members said they witnessed widespread discrimination against minorities in the group and stated the organization was a difficult workplace and rife with tensions. Some of it racial. One former employee, an African-American woman, said she was the only person of color working for the organization at the time she was hired in 2014. She then said she was fired on Martin Luther King Day, Junior Day. Damn. (laughs) The article also reveals text messages sent by Crystal Clanton who was a leading figure in the organization and served as the group's national field director for five years. Crystal Clanton? Yeah. That that seems almost too, mo- too on the nose. <laughs> I didn't catch that. And I typed this shit up. <laughs> or copy and paste it in and change a few words. Um... I got most of my information from YouTube and there are links from references and which led to way too much reading into Candace Owen. But going back to the whole thing in the text message uh, from Crystal Clanton to another employee, it said, I hate black people like fuck them all. 
I hate the blacks. End of story. Kirk responded to this revelation by saying that Turning Point assessed the situation and took decisive action within 72 hours of being made aware of the issue. The article also noted that Kirk had explicitly praised Clanton in his book, uh, Time for Turning Time for a Turning Point, saying that she had been, quote, the best hire we've ever could have made. And that, quote, Turning Point needs more crystals. So does America. Oh, they have plenty of crystal clantons. Trust me on this. Oh, yeah. There's there's no shortage of uh, people like her. In the article titled, Turning Point USA Keeps Accidentally Hiring Races. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Huffington Post. Uh, a HuffPost uh, reported that the woman hired to replace Crystal Clanton had a history of using racial slurs, uh, particularly against African-Americans on Twitter, before deleting her account. In response to the reports, Kirk referred to the individual in question as a former employee in his official statement, without clarifying when she had been fired. You know, she probably, yeah, she probably didn't know yet. I I usually I know I say this a lot, but I don't understand why people think that deleting a Twitter account or deleting tweets is going to do any good. Because that no. that that never goes away. Patrick Farm remembers. <laughs> and Turning Point issued an internal memo announcing that all current new staff would be uh, would face social media background checks. <laughs> Not because we don't want you to be racist; we just don't want you to be openly racist. And it's uh, important to know that Turning Point's hiring of Owens occurred in the wake of the of these racist allegations. See, we have a black. I don't know why they refer to black people like that. It's like the blacks. What, what is that? Same reason they call Jewish people the Jews. Like what? There's a ex- there's some extra um level of disrespect on it. It's just weird. It's a, it's like saying them, those people. It's those people. Yeah. With, without the, uh, hiding behind <laughs> some form of not really saying who they are. It, it's a slur. It's overt racism. It's, it's there a, we go. It's, it's a slur. Overt racism. It's an overt slur without actually saying the, the actual N word. Yep. Candace Owen who days prior to the 2018 conference stirred controversy by saying the entire Me Too, quote, the entire premise of the Me Too movement is that women are stupid, weak, and inconsequential. At the uh, at the conference where she said this, she received a standing ovation. How? But, No. That's that's it was a the absolute one eighty of what that's about event. So this is what they thought. Charlie <sighs> Kirk said that Turning Point USA has no relationship with alt right groups. In 2017, Turning Point chapters organized campus visits by former Breitbart editor Milo Yiannopoulos to the University of Colorado Boulder and the universe and the Miami University in Ohio. There's a Miami University in Ohio. That's confusing as shit. 
Imagine it's going true. to Miami University. Imagine getting accepted right? to Miami University and realizing you applied to the wrong Miami University. <laughs> no. Wait, Ohio? No, I don't want to spend my winters in Ohio. I thought the I was going to be a river to catch on fire. Yeah, in 2018, this, the Southern yeah, Poverty Law Center Hate Watch documented that TPUSA's links to white supremacists, uh, their website links to white supremacists. So, yeah, they have no connection to them, but yeah, they'll share a link to white supremacist sites. And Milo wasn't exactly shy about his connections to alt writers either, so. No. But now back to Owens. I get into all that so we'll know just who she's with. From her of, history and who she signed up with. A bunch of shitbags. Yeah. In April 2018, Kanye West tweeted, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. Yeah, that, that wasn't accepted all too well. It, it was. You can say it marked the downfall of Kanye. Yeah, he he really needs to get some help. Yeah. In May 2018, President Donald Trump uh, stated that Owens is, quote, is having a big impact on politics in our country. No, she's not. She represents an ever-expanding group of very smart thinkers. No, she doesn't. No. And it is wonderful to watch her and hear the dialogue going on. No, it isn't. No. For this country. Nope. <laughs> Owens has appeared on fringe conspiracy websites such as InfoWars. And in 2018, she was a guest host on Fox News. After finding mainstream success, Owens has distanced herself from the far right sites, but has yet to actually criticize InfoWars or its host. You know what I figured out? You know who she is? Hmm? She's the modern day Michelle Malkin. That, that's kind of a deep cut for anybody that doesn't follow politics. She's, she is the Filipino lady. She's Filipino, correct? Yeah. On Fox News. She's a F- Filipino Fox News contributor. Uh, I didn't know what what else she did. But, well, no, she does speaking engagement. So, yes, she is the new Michelle Malkin. She's the new token brown woman. Because Michelle Malkin used to be way bigger. And then she kind of got shoved off to the side. Yeah, and she's also crazy as shit. Yeah. I mean, wow. You see, her rants, I usually just look at them and went, she is, it's just an actor. She literally this unhinged. I, I remember the first time I saw her and it was like, okay, she's attractive, but she's got crazy eyes. She's yeah, just she, one of those women. Yeah, she did. Like, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> she, just, she just has those eyes where like, she would, I will kill you in your sleep. She just has that look. I know, right? I'm sorry. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sorry. I I sidetracked us. No. No, and I'm sorry because you gave me a moment. Um, (laughs) Tell me how crazy she is again, Heister. No, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) That got uncomfortable, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Sorry, not sorry. In 2018, May of 2018, Owen suggested that, quote, Something biochemically happens to women who do not marry or have children. 
and she linked to tw- Twitter handles of Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, and Kathy Griffin, saying that they were evidence to support this theory. Wait, what? She said that they don't have children, so something is wrong with them. Not having children's fucked them up in some way. It, it, it changed something in them chemically to make them liberal. Silverman responded, but I'm not a big fan of Silverman, so I'm not going to say what she said. Yeah, I was going to say it's like I have issues with all three of those women, but and it has nothing. Mm-hmm. It like I don't even really look at Kathy Griffin as like liberal. She's just someone that likes to get attention. Mm-hmm. The other two, I would I would say like have liberal leanings, but Kathy Griffin, no. Yeah, not, not even a little. Yeah, Silverman can have liberal and progressive leanings, but she has some interesting things to say about uses of the N-word and other derogatory uh, racial slurs. Yeah, she, she like a lot of white comedians, has a blind spot when it comes to race. Yeah, go back and watch that Bill Maher interview where she defended the use of the word, of, of a word used to, for a uh, for Chinese people. I'm not going to get into and, that. And it's not the only time she she did a Conan O'Brien interview that was really uncomfortable to watch where she she dropped that as well. Yeah, I think she dropped it there and that what led to the whole thing. It was part of her skit, then she did it on Conan and then she had to tell a Chinese guy, I can say it if I want. Well, she said in the context of a joke, but yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Yeah. She also said that Silverman supports terrorists and gang crimes. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I'm like, okay, now see, now you went too far too. (laughs) Yeah, you went too far from the beginning. Owen stated that she had uh, no interest in politics whatsoever before 2015. She just wanted to make money. But uh, previously identified as liberal. In 2017, she began describing herself as a conservative Trump supporter. Owens has since characterized Trump as the savior of Western civilization. If that's the case, Western civilization does not deserve to be saved. No. She has argued that Trump has neither engaged in rhetoric that is harmful to African Americans. Never mind saying, you know, please hit the he would support police beating us up and has sicked his crowd on Black Lives Matter's uh, anti-protesters. Now, never <sighs> mind that he called countries in Africa as shit shithole countries. Yeah. Um, yeah, and says none of his policies are harmful to African Americans. They're harmful to poor people in general and the middle class, but whatever. She stated in an October... Uh, 2018 interview that she had never voted <laughs> and only recently became a registered Republican. She she voted for the first time in 2018. When she was 33? Yep. Are you... <sighs> she claims when she dropped out of the University of Rhode Island in her, after her junior year, she decided to educate herself by reading the works of Anne Coulter, Milo Yiannopoulos, Ben Carson, and Thomas Sowell. Oh, the Giants. Ben Carson. Oh, nope, sh- mind you, she had no interest in politics 
<laughs> but she decided to educate herself by reading politically minded people. Oh, sleepy Ben Carson. Yeah. And in 2018, she uh, launched the Blexit movement, a campaign to encourage African Americans to abandon the Democratic Party. <laughs> Kind of like Brexit just for black people. Yeah, because Brexit has worked out so great. Yeah. She was also sued for trademark infringement by a, a, a group that uh, kind of used a similar logo to hers. And last month, she uh, held the first Blexit rally. You remember hearing anything about that? Not at all. How many? Me neither. How many people showed up? Three. Her, oh, uh, her, uh, her grandparent, her, her, her granddad, and maybe somebody else. That was her granddad giving her weird, giving her looks at the uh, hearing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, yeah, that, yeah, he was there to support her. He didn't seem like he was supporting her. No. Yeah, and during that, she said that the Southern strategy was a myth. <laughs> Never mind. People that worked on the Nixon campaign said they modeled their campaign after the Southern strategy. Lee Lee Atwater, the guy yes. who came up with it, apologized on his deathbed for the, the Southern strategy. She says it's a myth and the motherfucker who came up with it. How do you, how do you, how do you, what kind of mental gymnastics do you have to go through just to be able to, Say those words. You have to be a master thespian. And there's, and and it's kind of, I think we kind of talked about it with Cory Booker and how he, his body language tends to be very like. Submissive. Submissive. There is something in, not not just, I mean, it's in conservatives too, like most Mm -hmm. conservatives, but there's something in black conservatives where they, they have to like, debase themselves in front of authority or they have to like claim that history didn't happen in order to appease white conservatives because mm-hmm. it, it's not just enough for them to adopt like all of the bad economic beliefs and all of the bad like social beliefs and all that they have to like basically pretend like oh no like we weren't we weren't like you know, slavery didn't affect us. Like racism didn't happen past, you know, the time that slaves were freed. There wasn't reconstruction. There wasn't Jim Crow. Like none of that happened. No, sir. Massa always been real good to me and mine. It's it's just, it's some weird twisted. I don't know. There's something just broken in them. Yeah. October was a really big month. Uh, I mean, 2018 was a really big month for Owen. During the bombing attempts uh, targeting prominent Democrats, Owens promoted a conspiracy theory that the bombs uh, mailings were sent to leftists by leftists. How, how did that theory work out for her? Authorities arrested a 56-year-old registered Republican. <laughs> Owens deleted her comments without explanation. And again... That doesn't work. We we can find them. We can find the comments. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on the Christchurch shooting and the stuff regarding her because it could have just been... It, they say dude was just probably trolling. 
with his okay. manifesto. Maybe, yeah. He, 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 yeah, but he, he did mention some other prominent white supremacists that seemed pretty legit. I, I mean, throughout it, it, history, really. It is telling that he did mention her and what, what you've said about her background. I mean, mm-hmm. she is pretty, she is pretty prominent. It's like, if you're going to pick people, it's interesting that he picked the people that he did. Yeah. Maybe in a way, kind of targeting her like, Hey, you may be on our side, but fuck you. Basically. Um, those, her response to the whole thing with the LOL didn't go over too well. She, just from watching her in that hearing, she doesn't seem, it's not just that she doesn't seem too bright. She doesn't seem too emotionally intelligent. No. If that's if that's a term. There, there's no. something about her. It's like, it's not just that the empathy is missing because that's true of most conservatives. There's something else going on there and I'm not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, she said, LOL, fact, I never created any content espousing my views on the Second Amendment or Islam. Yeah. Um, Yet, she works for an organization that's supported by the NRA. Mm-hmm. At a Turning Point USA event in December 2018, in response to an audience member who asked for a long-term prognosis about the, quote, globalism and nationalism, she remarked, I actually don't have any problem at all with the words nationalism. I think that the definition gets poisoned by elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I don't want. Whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a nationalist socialist. He wasn't a socialist. But, um... But if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run, well, okay, fine. The problem is he wanted, he dreamed outside of Germany and wanted to exterminate people. He, (laughs) inside Germany and then within their thing. Um, So, yeah, if he only killed German Jews, he would have been okay. Okay, Candace, whatever. Um, He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be, be speaking German. He wanted everybody to look uh, a different way. That's not for me. That's not social. That's not nationalism. She later clarified her report, her, her uh, statements, yada, yada, yada. I don't feel like getting into it, fucker. But that that is very much a white supremacist way to look at Hitler and Germany. Like, like even white supremacists that are critical of Hitler their anti-Semitism mm-hmm. makes them forget the fact that those Jews were German citizens. Mm-hmm. Those Polish people were German citizens. They spoke German. Mm-hmm. So it had nothing to do with them speaking German. It had to do with the fact that they were not Aryan, that they were, they were the other and therefore had to be exterminated. And it, it just shows not only her ignorance, but the fact that she has taken on all of the same rhetoric. Yeah. Um, there, there was a response to her whole thing about the Southern strategy from uh, a Princeton historian named Kevin Cruz, who called her statements utter nonsense and saying Owens predictably points to the small number of congressmen who switch parties as proof 
that the larger literature on the racial realignment is a myth, even though that isn't act- actually something historians and political scientists emphasize in in the work on this. So yeah, she pick and choose f- facts to support her statement. But uh, that Ted Lieu playing her comments yeah. about Hitler back to her was great. Yeah, her, and her expression. Now, I don't want to get into like knocking black women's appearances. That's not me. But Candace Owen, every time I've seen her, she's looked polished. She's looked like she left the house with the intention of putting her best foot forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why was her hair so dry at the hearing? <laughs> Why did she just roll out of bed? And Black Twitter just tore her apart. I know. They just I, they just went in on her. Which, as well as Black Twitter should. Which I, I, I don't feel sorry for. I, I no, not at all. I mean, I, I really... I don't want to get so much into like appearances, but as someone who always was careful about how she looked, her hair was always tight. Her makeup always tight. Her her clothes always tight. At, even her demeanor. But at that, in front of Senate, she just looked busted. And, and and to take it like away from feeling like we're attacking her appearance as a as a black woman or a woman, there is something with conservatives where they just look tacky. Like during the, the Cohen testimony, the one dude, I can't remember his name. I'll just call him Senator Dickhead or whatever. The uh-huh. guy that, that was just wearing the, the, the shirt sleeves and the tie instead of an actual suit, mm-hmm. looking like he's he's a mental manager at Kinko's. It's like, what? <laughs> how, how do you show up to something that important not at least wearing a suit? Like, I, you don't even have to be wearing a tie. Just wear a nice looking suit. Just looking like he just wandered off, you know. You know what I mean? It's like I hear you. There, there's something with conservatives I've noticed where they just always look tacky, and I don't know if that's like the Trump influence or that's just something that's always been true with them. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it's because since they, since their views and everything, and their so-called belief that they're uh, accepted by the other side, they will go to places where they get their hair and shit done. Actually, I don't think they're allowed in black barbershops. Yeah. You think Alan Keyes goes into the goes into oh, what oh. whatever neighborhood the hood and whatever state he lives in oh, to, no. get his, to get his fade hooked up? Oh no. Oh no, dude. His his fade is busted. And he's homophobic now, too. It's like you you know, you're not gonna get any anybody to work on you. Nah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they end up going to Supercuts and <laughs> or if they got a little money, they'll go to like one of those like fancy salon joints. That's like 50 bucks a haircut and yeah. by somebody who doesn't know black hair. <laughs> and I mentioned this before. As someone that cannot grow decent facial hair, they have the most busted ass beards. Black they conservatives, just... what is with your hair grooming? Your hair grooming and your and your dusty ass beards. Y'all need to get your shit together. Get your fucking shit together. Back to Candace Owen. <laughs> and I'm gonna wrap this up. I only meant for this to be a half an hour, but we're approaching the hour mark. Damn. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I had literally 13 pages of notes. 
There's, I'm like, no, man, I didn't think this shit was going to be that. I'm thinking four. There's, there's a lot of shit about her, though. Yeah. I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of. But this is the wrap up. In April 2018, Connecticut NAACP President Scott X. Easdale, who had defended Owens when she was the victim of an alleged hate crime back in 2007. Remember, that's how the story started. And helped her receive the $37,500 settlement, was interviewed by Mike, the uh, media outlet. He was shocked to learn that Owens had become conservative, sharing, we are very saddened and disappointed in her. It seems to me that she is now trying to play to a different type of demographic. And according to Atlanta Blackstar, Owens now claims to hate the NAACP. And in an interview with Chicago's Morning Answer, Owens stated, I mean, the NAACP is one of the worst groups for black people. All they do is jump on a platform. And they never talk about the real issues that are facing the black community. It's all about PR for them. So I'm sure if they're involved, then it's got it to be some absolute BS. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So the NAACP was the only were the people who had her back, back in high school. They literally fought. Stanford, Connecticut for her. And now this is the situation. Shit. Makes you kind of wonder. No, not victim blaming, but nah. (laughs) Either she's just on some straight BS or she's right and she was on some straight BS back then. She she's a grifter. She's a con. She is a grifter. Of the first order. She saw where the money was and she took that side. She learned that there was no money in the liberal side. Or not enough money in the liberal side. Or at least not the way she wanted to make it. Her ideals. Capitalizing like she did back in 2007. Okay, capitalizing was the right word, but it's probably how she views it. It makes me wonder what she's going to do when there's a, a Democrat in office. Oh, she's going to lose her shit. It's going to be her time to shine. It's like Fox News exploded when Obama came into office. Shit. Limbaugh, uh, uh, not Limbaugh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Alex Jones blew up. Because he used to be all against the system, period. Then when Obama got in office, he was like, yay. And he switched to a more yeah. extreme right background. It makes me wonder though, because Fox News has like they are they are not shy about getting rid of their like token black people. Oh no, she will get thrown away. She will go the way of everyone else, like Stacey Dash or or but, Sheriff Clark. He was in the news recently, and his beard was busted. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this inept supervillain special report. And being patient with all our stumblings, because I am not editing this shit. In fact, maybe we should start doing these type of episodes as Patreon bonuses. So you got to pay to get this rambling nonsense. (laughs) Monetize that rambling. 
Hey, hey, if she could, if hey, Candace Owens, we learning from you. <laughs> Money can be made off nonsense. No, we, we haven't really done nonsense. We've actually put some thought in our shit, not like her. But but we all we always say don't knock the hustle. Except for this one. We haven't asked that question on the show in a while. Can we knock the hustle? I I can knock hers just because she's she's awful. Yeah, this is a hustle I can knock because she won't end well. Although she is currently engaged to the son of a British peer. So if that goes okay, she's probably financially set. Damn. Fuck. Thanks for listening. Peace and be safe. <laughs>